0: Hello, and welcome to Going Off Track. Hello, and welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. I'm I'm, Brad. And we are entering this episode of the podcast. And uh, when we're recording this is shortly after David Bowie passed away. And Brad asked if I had ever heard his David Bowie story, which I hadn't. So, Brad, take it away.
1: Yeah, so this is probably 20 years ago. Probably exactly 20 years ago. I should have looked it up, man, because I kept a pretty good journal then. When I was in the band, the Goops, and we used to rehearse at this place called CMS, I think. Everybody called it Big Mikes. Um, It's over like in the West 20s, Manhattan. Anyway, we like, we kept all our gear there and we were getting ready for going tour. We just finished a rehearsal. Oh, but before this, for like the week prior, every time we were rehearsing, Bowie was in there in one of the bigger rooms rehearsing for, I don't know if it was a... Um, tour or if it was just a series of shows, but it was like all his classic stuff. Like it was all his like old, awesome like 70s shit. Like, you know, we'd come out of rehearsal and we'd hear like Suffragette City through the door, you know, and like we'd sit there for 20 minutes and listen to this stuff, like through the through the door. And finally, like after a couple of days, I put I put together a little package because we were getting ready to leave to go on tour. And I took a Manila envelope, put a T-shirt and like a CD in there, and a note. It said, "Hey, we're big fans. We've had a great time listening through the door." Signed the Goops. Right. I gave it to the guys at the front desk and like, look, if you can give this to Bowie, it'd be awesome. And then the day came that we were li- we were literally leaving on tour. We li- we went up there to load out, and you loaded out through this back door with the- where the elevator was. So we loaded everything out. Everybody's in the van in the van and I'm a, and we're about to leave and I was like oh fuck I forgot something right so I ran in and as I ran past reception the guy's like oh hey yo I didn't know you were here um David Bowie's looking for you I was like what <laughs> he's like yeah he's like he's been going like where is that goop guy and I was like okay he's like they're on break right now you should go in there and I'm like did you give him my package I'm like yeah we gave it to him yesterday that's why he's asking about you so the door was open. I walked in, and sure enough, like the band was on break. Bowie's like sitting in the middle of the room with a couple other guys, and I walked up and introduced myself. And um, you know, he started. T- we started just started talking about like the band and what we were doing, and and he was asking about touring. Like we were, in, we were, we were in a van. We had a nice van, but it was a fucking van. And he was like, he was genuinely genuinely interested in the conversation like he was not blowing smoke at my ass to the point where and this is the unbelievable part of the story I br- I had to break off the conversation no way I swear to god I, s- I, I, I sat and talked to him for like it must have been maybe 15 minutes and finally I was like look I can't believe I have to do this but my band is waiting out in the van right now and they're already going to be irritated enough that I got to sit and talk to you, but if I keep them waiting any longer, like they're gonna really be pissed. So I have to go, and I fucking I broke off the conversation and
0: left. What was it like when you got back in the van? When it's like, what were you doing? And you're like, oh, I was hanging of out. course okay.
1: they were completely pissed. Like, what the fuck were you doing, man? It's <laughs> like
0: I, I was talking to David Bowie.
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, he honestly like. He, li- You know, you can tell when somebody's listening to you, you know what I mean? Yes, totally. And yes. I, I honestly, I really thought, like, why do you fucking care about this, dude? Talking, telling you what it's like to tour in a van. And, um, and he cared, man. So that's my David Bowie story. That's
0: an amazing story. I had to break it off, which I regret. Yeah. That's an amazing story, Brad. And today we have an amazing guest on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Marky uh, Capicotto- f- I think I'm pronouncing that right. I was just calling Marky or Marky Glamor Kills because his clothing company is called Glamor Kills, and uh, yeah, we—he's a friend of mine, super nice dude. Uh, and we talk about how he's gotten to sort of designing his clothing company, moving upstate, a bunch of interesting stuff. Um, and you can go to just GlamorKills.com, and it looks like you get a free shipping and a free poster or something with every order. Um, so. Glamour Kills with a U, G-L-A-M-O-U-R. And they just had this 10th anniversary thing I went to at Webster with someone else from All Time Low and Vinny from The Movie Life. And it was super fun from, from what I remember. <laughs> I, I, went, I went to this thing and uh, I walked in and next thing I knew I was on stage doing shots with the DJ because uh, the DJ was sort of a fan of Steven Show. Um,
1: that's very glamorous of
0: you. yeah it was very glamorous <laughs> um but uh but yeah it was a fun shots night. with the
1: dj because you know the, the dj, DJ you know they've got to pace themselves so yeah those are valuable shots
0: yes yeah some dude yeah i don't know what i was doing on stage but apparently i was i was up there and they were like do you want dj i was like no but i'll stand here awkwardly <laughs> and drink and look around uh, it was it was yeah fun times Back in 2015. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, without any further ado, here is Marky from Glamour Kills. It's going <laughs> uh, Marky, thanks for coming by.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, Marky's <laughs> wearing a ranted and outcome the wolf shirt, and we were talking earlier how authentic.
2: i, I had this shirt
0: i saw them in the agora in cleveland and i think it was 95 96 and the Lunatics chicks opened and then i gave the shirt it would have been i think it was 95 i think it was 95 too and i gave the shirt to benji from good charlotte for some reason and i wish i still had it mm. i was actually we actually shot a sound advice with them i was going to ask him about it i think i did tell him i was like I remember i gave that shirt and he was like yeah but I feel like it, you can't ask for a shirt back like after like twelve years. No, once you <laughs> gave it to
2: somebody, it's it's yeah,
0: out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brad, do you have any stories about Rancid? <laughs> Goops toured <laughs> with them, didn't they? Well, as I was telling Jonah, we played on that
1: tour at Philly, which is the, one of my favorite venues, Where, Troubadour. Troubadour, okay. With Luna Chicks and and Rancid. You didn't play ninety five. You,
0: you didn't play the Cleveland show. I wonder if you played the show I was at.
1: No, 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 we didn't. We only played one show. We okay. were like in the middle of, I think, working on a record or something. And we just drove down for that night.
0: Did you realize like at that time, were you like, this is like a pretty amazing record? Was it like, ah, oh, cool, new answer did Dude, I
1: told you, I heard him, well, we toured with him in 94 and I listened and I was there while those guys were writing the songs.
0: No, I, didn't, I never knew that. Really? That's yeah. Oh, I thought I told you that. That's yeah. a cool claim to fame.
1: Yeah. We like during, Witnessing. Yeah, History. Yeah, no, I literally listened to Linton Mars write that stuff backstage.
0: That's pretty incredible. It was interesting. Yeah.
1: Listen to those on acoustic guitar. That's how they were writing.
0: Wow. Um, really cool. Anyway, enough about me. Enough about you. <laughs> Let's talk fashion. Yeah. Fashion.
2: I know a lot about that.
0: Sort of. <laughs> um, Marky has a fat clothing company called Glamour Kills. Yep. He's been doing it for nine years, 10 years. I was just really just guessing. That was, was actually was pretty really close. close yeah, we're very close. Um, and how did that happen? Because you don't seem like um, like I, I think when you think of like clothing line, you either think of like some kind of like vanity line from some dude in a band, mm-hmm. or you think of like high fashiony like clothing, like expensive fashion week stuff. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't even, we're not even, I, Glamour kills, I wouldn't even call it a clothing company. I think that was one of the biggest, uh, I, it, it was all an accident. I mean, we sell clothing, but it's really like a lifestyle, I guess, that you're selling. I think that's a trendy way to put it. Is
0: What does that mean, though? I never really understand that.
2: You know, like, um, I mean, yeah, apparel's the vessel of like what we're, how we make money, but it's also... Uh, I don't know, kind of like you get a... It's like a record label. I always put it as we're a record label that just doesn't press records. You know, we're very involved with, like, music. Obviously, like, Glamour Kills is... You know, we, we've gotten notoriety from, like, sponsoring bands and working with bands and being involved with tours and all this stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, fashion... I mean, you see the way I dress. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> not a fashion-y dude, I guess. And I didn't go to fashion school or anything like that. But, um yeah, it was all kind of a happy accident, I started designing tees for uh, um, different friends' bands when I was still in high school, and they sort of got some notoriety, and um, they were taking tours with like other bands from our area that were getting successful, like Autopilot Off. I'm from upstate New York, which Okay. is like an hour and a half north of here.
1: What, what town?
2: Uh, uh, New Windsor, New York. Oh. No. Oh, no.
1: Vaguely kind of know where
2: that is. Vaguely. John not yeah. Nada Studios. That's like the coolest thing to come out of our neck of the woods is it on the west side of the hudson yes if you're uh i live on the east side i basically started gl- i I abandoned new windsor very quickly and i went to uh uh beacon which is like the up-and-coming yeah. town over there Beacon, yeah that's take place. take the metro north it's the yeah. new williamsburg they yeah. call that's it, what it I yeah I love that. they're you- trying to <laughs> yeah. trying to coin that but so that's uh, where you are now <laughs> that's where i am now yeah yeah uh, that's where I started the company too. Well, I started in my parents' basement, but like two years in, when it was like, I was taking meetings with guys in suits coming to the door. My mom worked for uh, worked from home at the time, and I would ju- I would wake up at like eleven eleven a.m. twelve noon. Sometimes I still do that all the time, even though I have a real job, I guess now. But real job. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, my mom would. Uh, we were getting like people that wanted to carry our stores and. Uh, carry our stuff in retail stores and like there were guys in like suits that would like walk like knock on the door and that the the business address was my mom's house and my mom's like looking at me she's like knocking on the door to the basement where I slept and she's like there's a guy up here and he says he has a meeting with you and I was like oh man and I'm like in my <laughs> underwear boxers I'm like oh I gotta get ready so I like probably put this shirt back on and uh yeah I met with this guy. I slept like from I slept like five steps away from where we fulfilled all the orders i say we but it was me very much at that time yeah
1: we fulfilled the orders at the bottom of the stairs
2: <laughs> well, i have a split personality yeah that's good you gotta separate it, yourself it's you spend too much time in the basement you gotta have somebody to talk to oh and we talked <laughs> we talked a lot too much so you're in the basement
0: your mom's then eventually you moved to new york Yes, about
2: okay. um, say five years ago, six years ago. Okay, uh, things really took off. We uh, now I can say we actually because I had a staff, but uh, uh, GK was uh, really taking off at the time. Uh, we were starting to do a lot of cut and sew and a lot of different things where our all of our production was happening on the West Coast and um, you know the demand for the product. We were basically running a, our own warehouse upstate and orders were getting so crazy, like just fulfillment and like managing your own warehouse became a whole nother beast. And I realized I was like, man, I was like, this isn't necessarily what I signed up for. Like, I mean, I, I love doing it. I, like, I love the success of the brand, but the brand was getting so big and I didn't know how to run it properly. It couldn't do like the fulfillment and the, uh, the logistics and customer service and all this stuff. So we outsourced it to a company out in California five years ago, six, five or six years ago. And, uh, yeah, I was like, well, now we don't need this big warehouse space. We could probably go down to the city. And that was always kind of like my pipe dream was to, you know, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> um, Frank Sinatra is Irish in a different life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I make myself laugh. Split personality, you know, that whole thing. Good. Um, I
0: do it all the time. But yeah, <laughs> so five true. years
2: ago, we moved down here. That's cool. I
0: wish I could, so when you, when you heard someone to fulfill, are you just like, hey, so like, can you guys just like handle all this accounting and shipping and stuff? Like, I'm just going to worry about making stuff. Yes. Creating.
2: Yeah. It was like the, I think so much of the brand and this is what I was kind of getting back towards with the, uh, uh, the marketing stuff or like with the brand being a lifestyle company, it's not so much a fashion brand as it is, you know, like it's a culture that we're kind of build. Well, it's a lifestyle we're creating within a culture. And, you know, like I grew up listening to, you know, punk rock and going to the Warped tour and hanging out at the mall, even though I never bought anything. You know, as was that shitty kid that took photography classes and um, wasn't good at instruments. So this was my next logical thing to do. Is I was, I think I was starting to tell you before. I started by designing sh- shirts and CDs and posters and flyers for all my friends' bands. One thing led to another. They were getting bigger tours. Then they were like, yo, can you design merch for me? And I'm like, yeah. And I'll, you know, just wear, well, this is pre-Glamour Kill's uh, design merch for them get paid like fifty bucks just to do it and then like eventually I was getting notoriety because like uh just surrender matchbook romance these bands were coming up from our uh from my area and they were getting tours with like a uh, fallout boy and paramore and plain white teas and I was through net like through word of mouth people were hitting me up merch companies and managers and bands directly asking me to design shirts for them I'm like sure I was like and at that time I'm like eighteen years old so you know, they're getting, I think, a good design for like 50, 70 bucks because yeah. I'm not charging, charging pennies. But um, yeah, from there, I just kind of, I had a bunch of ideas and a bunch of uh, uh like shirts that uh, they were like turned down by different bands. They didn't like it for certain reasons. I'm like, oh, I really like this. So I was like, well, maybe one day I'll print it. And one day kind of happened. My buddy, uh, keep bringing up autopilot off, man, they should, cool. Um, I haven't I'd, thought about them in a long time. Well, cooter the original. I see that name in my head first. But anyway, they, uh, the guy Rob, who was their bass player, uh, this was right when their band was winding down. uh, Took his money and made a a screen printing shop over in uh, uh, upstate right near me. And he helped me out with uh, printing our first line. I basically gave him a bunch of designs. Went to, um, I think it was the last year with Skate and Surf Fest was our first year as a brand before they became bamboozle and so on and so forth, and I just sold, sold product there and sold out, and the rest is kind of history. It all kind of snowballed.
0: Yeah, well, I guess like what I was trying to get at before was like about the fulfillment stuff. Was like that's kind of like the paradox of like doing something creative because it's like everyone's like, oh, you're a writer, you do this. I was like, no, like I spent like half my day trying to like track down someone to just check they're supposed to send me from like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you can get so bogged down with that bullshit that like you end up like not really doing
2: the thing that you kind of wanted
0: to do in the first
2: place. That's the hardest part of being like a creative entrepreneur or like going in like a freelancer. It's like you don't want to waste your energy on the the minutia, the stuff that's like I don't know. It's there's a bet there's a happy balance there that you kinda of gotta find. Right. You know, I'd like to say I found it, but I I'd be lying to you. I think that's that's an everyday struggle for all people in creative fields, you know what I mean? Especially when you work for yourself or um You know finding that balance and um yeah you just hope you align with good people you know like if you've you know if you're an artist or whatever
0: yeah that's Um,
2: true it's like having good managers it's like eh, that can make or break a band same thing with a record label or an agent yeah you know similar to us real life folk
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah what do you think brad manager can make or break a band
2: yeah
0: do you think Mm, i suppose
1: can certainly break a band I'll
0: back that up. Break in a good way or in a bad way. Break, ruin,
2: <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. The make. I mean, the band's definitely gotta gotta have, have it to it. be made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you could take. I don't know. You could take any band and say if they continued with their seventeen-year-old manager that they had, you know, getting girlfriend, out of high school, drummer's
1: girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: You know, it's Fallout Boy, Fallout Boy. If, you know, Pete Wentz's first.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. You need cousin. to, like, you definitely need a team. I mean, but you got to have, you know, you got to have something to sell. Oh, for I've sure. I've always been pissed off by the old myth of, you know, you can make anything into gold. You know, the old major label myth get a good manager, get a good lawyer, get the record company behind you, and you can sell anything. Yeah. You know. Most of those people that I've met are pretty talented. Yeah.
0: Even the ones you hate. <laughs> um Marky. Yes. I had a question for you. Sure, Jonah. Um like <laughs> I feel like there's been so many trends um in sort of like the fashion of like the Warped tour scene. Like I felt like it when like when we were kind of getting into it, we were on the same age, like it was like Braddy Ulmer, like it was like board shorts and like all that Southern California and then all of a sudden it became like all like the, neon-y, the neon phase. like all of, where you're just like Ugh, like and I feel like I was way too old to actually wear that stuff but like the perfect age to make fun of it
2: yeah oh yeah
0: you uh, hated me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean, mean I know you guys I don't, bl- were, I don't blame you well that was my question is like did you ever do for design stuff and you're like well we'll definitely sell a bunch of this stuff but it's like
2: I would never wear this for sure. I mean, especially now, I'm almost 30 and, you know, I'm still producing, uh, you know, I'm still designing for, you know, predominantly 15, 16 right. year olds. But
0: it would be ridiculous for you to be like, everything's going to look like a rancid shirt from 1995. Oh, no. Like, you know I, I mean? like, want to stay in business. Right. Uh, yeah, right.
2: It's, you know, it's kind of, it, and that that's, you know, that's kind of a struggle. I think with that, uh, even with like bands, when they grow, you know, you kind of, you kind of got to take a look at yourself and say, did your fans grow with you or are you still you know catering kind of to you got to know who your audience is and you know not to say i uh you know i don't not that i don't back the designs that we produce but i get that it's not it's not made for me you know i'm I'm making it for who i was or you know that current me you know what i mean it's like just because when i was you know 15 uh you know shitty dicky shorts that pass your knees and you know the skate shoe and whatnot was popular it's like well this kid is me now and he the the thing is neon and Snapchat. Right, and, right. you know. Well not I I think the neon phase has definitely gone the way of the buffalo, but um but you get what I'm saying. Please
0: don't bring it back. Nah, no,
2: no, no. <laughs> I got yeah. That's I, I you know, and we broke that stigma, I think, a little bit too. It was like, Oh, you know, glamour kills. Because I, I think a lot of people thought of us as like, wow, that is a neon brand. And I think we really did like, especially for the scene, like really carry that torch of uh of uh merchandise design you know even the bands like saw what was trending from us and like you know you would see you know any band on warp tour that was like kind of around us you know have very similar right uh pinks and oranges and fluorescence
0: what what happens when you are like when you're like at warp tour or whatever and you walk past like a band merch and you're like this band's like these just look like our designs like it looks like they just like moved like a square across the shirt or something who cares or yeah like who cares yeah at
2: the end of the day i think it's flattery i think uh i i think it's way worse when uh it's not an independent band doing it and it's like a retailer right, or a right. competitor or somebody but or like yeah yeah you just kind of you let that roll yeah but the i think one, one time the only time i ever got offended by band merch um the you know the band never shout never the yes he uh, um When he was first breaking, he was, like, very anti-Glamour Kills and, like, for for no reason whatsoever. And I remember one Warp Tour, uh, kids were, like, sending us photos of uh, his merch tent. And they were, like, they're selling a shirt of, like, a stick figure drawing of, uh, I don't know the kid's name. But he always just wore like a raccoon hat or something.
0: Yeah, I know who, Chris, I think, or something. Uh, I really don't. I know, know. I know like, who I'm you're not, talking he,
2: about. And it was like he was starting this like this feud or beef, and I was like, whoa! I was like, this we're just a what was? Company, what did man. the shirt say? Oh no! But it was a photo of him uh, or a sketch, stick figure drawing of him shooting our logo out of the sky with like a uh, rifle. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> like our flying pig is floating around, and I'm like, oh man! it was like. I think I'm a, i am I was like, I, I, our brand isn't like, he was like, this brand is fake, phony, blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> dude, didn't you sign a million dollar contract to Warner Brothers and like do all this shitty did you, stuff? Did and, you and, see like, that? that did you ever fake. see
0: that interview he did with that? I wish I could remember. He did this interview and he like, it's incredible because the dude who interviews him starts crying afterwards. <laughs> I think this guy Brian Stars. Have you ever heard of this? No. You guys should look this up. Like, the guy's, like, asking kind of goofy questions, and then the dude from over is like, hey, man, like, we're real artists. Like, these questions are fucking bullshit. Like, we're, like, takes himself so seriously. Whoa. And it's super uncomfortable. And that, I've watched it, like, five times. Nice. <laughs> it's incredible. He's, I don't know. You guys should check it out. Um, uh, that dude's never going to come on the podcast now, but whatever, who cares?
2: Did he, uh, did he cry out of like, man, he hurt my feelings? Or Yeah, cry I think it was of- more like afterwards he was like, I drove really, I
0: drove like eight hours to come here and this guy was like such a dick to me and blah, blah. And then, he, and then they, then he came back on. Then there's like a follow up oh. where he's like, where the guy kind of is like, I'm sorry. I was in like a weird mood. Like I was a really hard day. Yeah. So I guess they all reconciled. Cool. 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 <laughs> Uh, that's good though. yeah i'm sorry that you didn't get that
2: type of closure mark i <laughs> didn't and i didn't and if you know if uh christopher christopher, christopher. drew i yeah. knew it i knew it. it was like on the tip of my tongue uh yeah if he wants to come on the podcast i would i would yeah. take a he's got an,
0: he's got an invite you've got an invite you got
2: an invite he's, Christopher. i'm here <laughs> and I, my feelings are still hurt no I don't, I don't i don't i i don't take any of that and i hear he's not a bad guy i'm, I'm sure yeah like, yeah he yeah so. I'm sure it's a nice day. We all have bad days. We all, we do, all we have do have bad days. days. Exactly. It just
0: sucks when you have to like have something that captures it forever up on the <laughs> internet. Like for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I was talking to Brad before. Like I was like fighting with someone on Twitter, and I was like, I wasn't even mad. I just like wanted to engage. Like they were like, checked out going off track again. Wasn't for me. <laughs> like, and I was just like, and I just wrote back. I was like, so sorry. Our free podcast didn't live up to your rigorous standards. He's like, well, you kind of many times you say like, and then he's like, well, you know, you could also just ignore my comment. And I was like, well, cool, thanks for letting me know how the internet works. Like, I, I'm aware of my options, <laughs> but uh, I just wanted go, to bring yeah. that up again. <laughs> go. I'm going to bring it up every podcast, like the next like thirty podcasts. Uh, uh, how do you deal with people on the internet who are um, like, you suck? <laughs> I <laughs> probably more constructively than me, <laughs> just obsess about it and keep talking about it. This,
1: just you know, this podcast is really all about Jonah's search for knowledge that he can use. So it's true. Please it's true. help him. So, it it, is, it really it, is. Please like, help him with your knowledge. I listen to his
0: podcast like anything that's going on in my life. I'm like, so
2: how do you deal with this? I, uh, you know, early on, it, like, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it still is personal to me. It's hard not to, you know, whenever you. I mean, I'm sure all everybody here can, you know, has read things about them, or positive or negative, and you're just like, ugh, you know, stick a knife in me. But you know, I don't know. You just kind of, you got to mute the haters, as I think Drake probably said in some (laughs) something. (laughs) But no, I don't know. You just uh, take it less personal. It's like, yeah, it's not for everybody. So whatever. Come on, John. I feel like
0: the people like mostly. Like, that are, like, are, like, shit-talking are, like, the people that aren't, like, making anything
2: themselves. Correct. They're the, and they're always the loudest ones. Yeah. The the critical critics who really have no other outlet other than their Twitter page with 70 people. Right. Maybe listening. It's an
0: interesting dichotomy, though, for, like, for me, because, like, I have been a critic for so long. Like, that was my job. And it's like, I don't really do it anymore. Like, I review like maybe one CD a month. Like, I used to re- do so many live reviews and see it. I just like, I don't like doing it. I don't want to just sit, like give my opinion on someone's shit. I'm over it.
2: <laughs> no, that's like, that. <laughs> yeah i think once i'd rather
0: just make my own stuff than like say whether i think someone else's stuff is good or bad it's
2: a lot more rewarding yeah it is a lot more rewarding yeah but i also i mean i think you know you're inherently i think we all are like uh we're all critics you know like and some people want to hear other people's opinion more than others and i think uh you know that's pretty cool that you made a living uh People following, uh, yeah, it's important. What you say about
1: Crit- critics are essential, dude.
0: You I guess know? so. But what's interesting is like I can be so critical about like music or books, but like there's some stuff I'm like people are, like, do you want to eat this or this? I'm like I-, I don't care, and they're like, well, what do you mean? Like, what do you like better? I was like, I don't really like both of them are the same to me. <laughs> like I eat anything, and then I'm gonna hungry. Well, you anymore.
1: don't have to be good at being a food critic yeah. just because you know you can pick bands. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, critics are. I, I mean, yeah, it's easy to abuse that position but think about like and 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 obviously no critic is all-encompassing you know like if i want to go see a movie i know like what two or three like critics reviews i'll read because i know what ones i've agreed with in the past right
0: I, the problem now is and that it's like-
1: amazing how varied they are. i mean obviously there's like hollywood um critics movie critics that are just sucking the big
0: dick but but now everyone's a critic and i think like that it also makes it so confusing because you're like i'll be like <laughs> out, i'll be like on tour out somewhere i'll be like on yelp and i'll be like well this place is good but like this guy says this up. i'm like why do i care what this fucking stra- crazy <laughs> stranger thinks about lasagna at this place and like missouri like what's like it's so crazy like i'm like i'm putting real weight into this person's opinion
2: I think oh, definitely with technology and like Yelp and Twitter and all these outlets where everybody can be a critic, you know, yeah. and that's, it's like, how do you filter what are actual valuable opinions that are going to help me with an informed decision? I think, and critics, I mean, even with movies, sometimes it can ruin it for me that it's like, oh, I really wanted to see that. Yeah, no, no, I've film. had that happen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've oh, had that I was going to watch that. But
1: you know what? And I've, I... I've have said oh fuck it you know what I I want to go see the movie anyway and then they're right dude like I'm like fuck this movie sucks
2: they might as well have told me the ending it's like <laughs> fuck, you ruined it
1: but if I but the 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 um the group critic is a different thing in other words Yelp and like Amazon reviews this is not the same thing as like a record critic right right it, this is you're taking you're taking a group consensus generally. Or you're taking several, like, you know, if you're going to buy, yeah, if you're going to go to a fucking restaurant and like, there's a bunch of, you know, five-star reviews, but then in the last three months, there's been like four people that got food poisoning. That's really helpful, right? Like, you're
0: not going to go. But like, it's just like people are, I just feel like people are such, it brings out like what dicks people. Are. Like, oh, yeah. I was at this restaurant yesterday. <laughs> this kind of fancy place interviewing this band and the waiter left a comment card and it was, had already been filled out. And I was like, "Oh, I gotta read this." And the comment card was like, um, "Pretty good service, but had to ask for refills." If I hadn't had to ask for refills, it would have been an A plus. It's like, ugh. go fuck yourself, dude! <laughs> like, really? Like you're complaining you had to ask for a refill? Like, I was just like, it, I was just like, ugh. Don't we, speak. We, we we ripped it up. I was like, I'm not gonna have someone like read this and be like, "You really need to like be on top of refills better." Mm-hmm. Like, you need to get clients that aren't total dicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jonah,
1: you need to go to yoga.
0: I do need to go. I'm still injured. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's not wrong.
2: Yeah, you're injured?
0: <laughs> yeah, I've had this sciatica thing. I'm in physical therapy. It's Ooh. it's uh,
2: kind of a bummer. I bought this lumbar extender on uh, Amazon. It's yeah? just a flat thing that lays on the ground, and it curves. You okay. lay straight on it five minutes a day. Amazing.
0: Really? Can you uh, link me up?
2: I can link you up. Nice. One lumbar extender. You
0: don't have it on you, do you?
2: No, but you can try. It's travel. It's portable. Like it collapses down. It's like the smallest, most simple thing. You ever see like the inversion tables? Yeah, yes, yes. It pretty much kind of does that, but not as invasive. It like, I don't know. It corrects your spine the way it should be at all times, like your posture.
0: It's pretty cool. I definitely. I have a foam roller. I like that a lot. Foam rollers roll on that. Yeah. Have you
2: ever seen those canes that people have? Like the.
1: Yeah, I have one of those. I had to. I, my physical therapist had me get one. I had a shoulder injury.
2: I don't know. you are for a Shoulder, yeah. because I had
1: to dig into this area underneath my shoulder blade with it. Wait, it's a it's like a it's, it's like a cane with a little ball on the end, and you can use it. It's a big big hook, and you just like you can get you can dig into your own like i
0: need to like app. not get i have so much shit like that and it's like <laughs> i realized the other day i was hanging out and i was um wearing you know those like airplane neck pillows yeah i started just wearing mine just around the house <laughs> and i was on like the couch. i was like, like i like this stuff too much uh, where it's like i if i have too much i'm just like on the foam roller it's like the neck pillow just like this <laughs> like for nine hours
1: it's okay in your house but this is one of my biggest pet peeves is the fucking people that wear them around the airport like i hate it (laughs) i mean
0: like
1: i look look you know like i don't think we need to go back to traveling you know like (laughs) we don't have to go back to travel like i remember when i was really little like like maybe seven or eight and we did a a bunch of traveling with my parents and you were supposed to dress up my mom would dress us up to get on the plane and like obviously it's no longer a formal experience but you don't need to fucking get on the plane and sweats and a fucking neck pillow on your head already like have a little bit of just a little common courtesy for those around you and, and a respect for
0: yourself. Can
1: I just but, say that? <clears throat> I sound like a fucking fuddy old duck fart. I understand yeah.
0: where you're coming from, but like,
1: where do you draw the line between a,
0: being comfortable and just being a fucking normal pig? human? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like, I like, I get like, I feel like courtesy would, like. I'll shower before. Like it's like I feel like if you. That's it. That's it, you gotta so, do. I think like if you <laughs> smell bad or something, obviously like that sucks for everyone around you. you bring like, a
2: tuna sandwich on. Yeah, like, ah. but like,
0: does it make a difference if I'm wearing fucking sweatpants or jeans? Like, <laughs> no,
1: I don't know. And walking I also, around an I airport in a, a sweatsuit with a pillow on your neck, I just don't know why it drives me. Fu- it drives me I, crazy. I, I don't. Don't sit next to me. <laughs>
0: You got. you're the one who goes on all these exotic trips. I would love to come with you, but I didn't know there's a f- fucking dress code. I uh I I hate the TSA so much. Oh. And I feel like I kind of do it as like a fuck you to them. Like you guys have ruined this whole experience. Like you so don't just des- a- you don't deserve to like and my new thing <laughs> is I probably talked about this too. I think I've watched every TSA video on YouTube of people trying to film them. And, like, people go up, like, filming. they the like, you can't film much. they be like, actually, according to your website, I can. Like, none of these people know any of the rules. Mm-hmm. And, they're like, and, by the way, if anyone's JFK listening. Jeff is the worst, by the way. JFK is the worst. If anyone's listening, you can totally film the TSA. You can film the whole security. If you opt out, you can film that. The only thing you can't do is get in the way or film the monitors. But it's, like, every time they like, no, you can't, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, eventually, like, let me see a manager. And then they call someone and was like, oh, yeah, you can. So, I don't care. I'm not going to dress up for these fucking people. Like, they're criminals. (laughs) They've never caught anyone. They just steal shit. And so, and then you want me to, like, dress up and look nice (laughs) for them? That is very... It's not for them. It's for me, Jonah. I would do uh, it for
2: you, Brad, but not for the TSA. We brought, uh... Well, Glamour Kills, we used to do trade shows. uh, Well, we still do, out in, uh, Vegas. And a few years ago, I was traveling with, uh, two of my sales guys. And we, uh uh what was it when you go to a show we get all of our shirts and stuff like shipped to like put on display so you you know have box cutters and whatnot and i remember we're walking through security get through tsa just fine i don't know if i should actually be saying this you should Uh, yeah i definitely should so anyway we're at our gate and um uh john my sales guy goes Look at my bag, and I, he opens up his bag, and he has like three box cutters, like like our big U line one, you know, yeah. you get them for free. Like, whoa, dude! He was like, they didn't say nothing; it went yeah. right through. Well, like, they
0: were too busy looking for shampoo. Yes, the the shampoo poo.
2: <laughs> yeah, wow, I
0: mean, that's heavy duty though. That sucks. They 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 just did a they did an audit of them, like they didn't find like ninety five percent of the stuff people took through. Like they're mm-hmm. so they're trying to like re but it's like they don't have skilled workers cuz they don't pay anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well what do you want? Like you want skilled people that are going to find this stuff or do you want to pay people minimum wage?
2: I think it's a dog and pony show like just to make D- it yeah, look no, like it we're totally we're saying, it is. It, it, 100% yeah. is and then it's like,
0: oh, and then if you pay money, you can opt out of it. Yes, Which is like yes. no one's ever been like like that could how could that go wrong? <laughs> what they should do is like really is is privatize it like anything else like if each airline has their own security it's not like a government thing and if you hate the security and they are dicks to you and they, they don't find stuff then you're just like oh i'm not flying that airline anymore right if one southwest gets one yes, one's yeah. really chill and their yeah. start if they're nice out of the sky. <laughs> and they're and they find yeah but it's like you know if yeah it, just privatize it and like that kind of forces you to like do a good job it's now it's like it's like the post office it's like oh yeah we lost that sorry are you are you there's no accountability a- Tea party? No, not at all. <laughs> I, I I I align myself you're drinking with the coffee coffee party. <laughs> I'm like uh, the amped up co- caffeine party. I don't I don't I don't I don't want to I don't align myself with any political parties. Oh, okay. I, I think it's whatever. Yeah, why? Who cares? I, d- I just I don't uh rancid. I, your, I don't you're a musician. I, d- I dude, like I, it's your duty not to. There's align. no party where I'm like I agree with every single thing with, that you agree with. I like picking and choosing.
2: I agree with that. You know, but no, seriously, I, I always say, I'm like, you know what's so sad is our uh, we have more options for uh, detergent in the uh, grocery store than we do for, like, president. It's like, yeah. that's the most important job in the country. Totally, totally. But yet we only get two dickheads to choose from. It's yeah. like, that's not, that, how is that realistic? Yeah. yeah. Why I, can't we have a third or fourth or fifth We really need a third at
1: the, le- at the very least. We need a good, a real independent party. Yeah, yeah.
2: somebody who's going to actually contend and be, not just... I'm too, like, when it comes to
0: that stuff, I'm just too, I think I'm just too, just jaded. And it's just like, when I, like whenever i anyone excited about anything, I'm like, it's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I just can't. <laughs> I'm, I just feel like I'm like, you, it's like when you're in like, like, bad relationships over and over and you're like. I know how this is turning out. Like it's, <laughs> It seems exciting now, but it's like it's me crying in bed with, like, popcorn, like, by myself. You're oh, waiting
2: for like, your four-year term to end. Yeah, like yeah. This.
0: It's like, I don't know. Like, it's fine. Like... This is a dark podcast.
2: <laughs> you know, though, back to the neck pillow. I don't necessarily hate the neck pillow look, but when people bring their home pillows on a flight with them, that well, bothers that me to high hell. That's
0: just kind of gross. How, how much space? <laughs> that still takes up so much room. Like, I don't yeah. even bring that on tour. Like in a van, I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. Hell no.
2: I'll sleep with my sweatshirt. He, that's comfy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: Uh, germs, man. I can't. I like. Ugh.
0: I do. I, you know what? I recently got into... Um, I flew in like a really nice flight and they gave you a really nice eye mask. Yes. Those things are great.
2: I love eye masks. Yeah. I always travel with that.
0: I hadn't done it in a long time. So eye mask I like. I like the neck pillow. I'll just... Yeah. I mean like... <laughs> earplugs, eye mask. Earplugs are great. Yeah. Um, Brad, what's it like flying with kids? Well...
1: My kids now are old enough that they just get mesmerized by the um, movies. They, really? they actually look forward to... Because we don't... I mean, they get TV at home, but not like a ton. Do you like dress uh, them up in suits? Yes. <laughs> my children wear <laughs> little bow ties and tuxedos. Okay, that's <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my kids always dress well. My wife sees to it.
0: <laughs> um, but, so they're mesmerized. So they're not... So, as you so can imagine, like... Early on. Traveling
1: hard. with like a two-year-old is like probably the worst thing in the world uh, in case you've never been on that plane
2: i have mm. yeah i feel We've sorry for the it. parents yeah yeah myself everybody involved <laughs> yeah everybody the kid the kid yeah. the kid
1: is
0: having, like having a nightmare yeah
1: uh, yeah that's rough
0: my friend is flying here from asia in next month with like a one-year-old it's like the first time <gasps> his kid has ever flown you one is a right on first. the
1: first. Younger than one, you can kind of just put
0: them to sleep. Maybe it's they're younger. Maybe it's like a nine, month, nine or ten months.
1: Might be, okay, that's borderline. Yeah. But you know, like when a kid is... It could be like four. I don't like know. Like babies,
0: obviously, they just sleep
1: all the time. So they're fine. right. I mean, unless they get upset and cry for an hour. but. But yeah, once you get over one, once you can like walk, then they want to run down the aisles. Right. And they freak out because they don't want to sit there and watch movies.
0: Could be hell. It's a yeah. long flight. Yeah, it's a really long flight. I think it's like twenty hours or something. We put him in one of those um, dog carriers,
1: maybe with some candy.
0: Really <laughs> <laughs> good idea, Brad. A little bowl of water. Yeah. Uh, um. So, Marky. So. Yeah. Um. So you recently moved up back upstate? I did. Yeah, you know
1: what? I want to hear about uh, Williamsburg and the country because Ooh. I've been. I've been going up that way for years now. I used to ride motorcycles a lot and used to kind of cruise up through there. And Beacon somehow was always like a stop. And I haven't really hung out up there much recently. But I hear I know a lot of people that are moving up that way. I mean, is it really like? Is it is it cool? Like is downtown Beacon like? Is it cool? You can walk around. You get a good coffee. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I've been to Dia Beacon and I've been to Have you been to the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, the Alex Gray
2: space? Uh, i know a lot of people it's that in go there. wappinger yeah it's like 15 minutes away it's cool you should go it's really a cool, really cool museum yeah. who is alex gray everybody talks about him I'm like, alex
0: gray is an artist um who's very influenced by psychedelics and got that he's uh his art is like very informed by that like it's a lot of skeletal stuff a lot of okay. like spiritual stuff but he does his art is incredible and they do like these big um like moon parties there. Yeah. They're building a new a new temple they raised all this money for called like can't remember what it's called, but they have this his space now is basically like a house they've turned into like his art gallery and took a bed and breakfast too. But it just has his original paintings everywhere and there's like a gift shop. It's cool.
2: Gotcha. See everybody like tells me about it and there's events or parties and i like yeah. you should go. And I'm like I don't know anything about you this You should guy. go, you should
0: check it out. You should you should go check it out. It's really his wife Alison Gray is also an artist. Okay. And um it's sort of like yeah it's cool they're really 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 interesting
2: people well dia beacon rules been dia there Beacon's cool. um yeah we uh our first offices and warehouse used to be basically across from uh dia beacon like the train station when you first go up oh, main wow, street yeah. it's like we had like this we should have never let go of it but i mean that's all hindsight you know when you want to yeah, move who? down to the big city <laughs> but uh now beacon rules but what, what do got you do bars, like do you get uh, do you, are you bored do you get bored or no No, because I I mean, I'm down in the city like three days a week, four days a week, so it's like, I don't know, I've gotten my fill of like, I I don't know, I think that was the hardest part, uh, and I I mean, it still is, I've only been living up there for four months, but it's like this, I'm disconnected, and that kind of freaks me out a little bit, but it's also very soothing, if that makes any sense, like where I'm like, I don't know, I always feel like, I gotta be in the middle of it all, or gotta be doing something, gotta be doing something, and now it's like, eh, I'm gonna sit home and draw, or like just hang out, and Watch Netflix That's and chill. That's my fantasy. I yeah. don't know if
1: I can do it. it. Might be too much of a New Yorker.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I do fantasize about that. Yeah, yeah. I Move
1: can... into the country. Well,
0: that would be good because I feel a lot like of it's, peaches. it's so easy. <laughs> Is that President United States? <laughs> it, of <America>? it was. <laughs> was that your band? Predators <laughs> no. in the Presidents of the United States. Of but America. I think
1: our lawyer actually rep them.
0: I remember she. I don't understand how United Nations got sued they didn't get sued <laughs> because it's Interpol didn't get sued like all these bands were named well Interpol government. I
1: could see but President of the United States of America is not the name of anybody yeah, yeah.
0: but I
2: still feel like not an organization
0: yeah, yeah I guess but it still seems like well you could confuse this with the president or something oh,
2: yeah. wait so you guys <laughs> because- really got sued we got cease and desist cease and desist yeah. Yeah. yeah pre-sue pre-sue
0: yeah nothing ever- and nothing ever ha- I dealt with that, like we deal with I did try to deal with all my problems like do nothing hope it goes away
1: <laughs> and he gets audited every year by the IRS <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, There's probably it. well now. There's not that much to audit. Side project. What's that? Actually, you would Internal help. revenue. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we joked about that, changing our band to the, um, like, Federal Bureau of Investigation. There you go. Uh, but it never came to that. Federal Booty Inspector. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, remember, there used to be a, a label, IRS Records. Oh, yeah. That's what REM was on? Yeah, it was a big label yeah. back in the day.
2: But it uh, stood for something else, though. Probably. Yeah. At least
1: they. that's what they said when the government came around knocking. <laughs> yeah, I
0: forgot about that.
1: Yeah, it stands for uh, interesting records... Stuff. S- and stuff. stuff.
0: <laughs> Stupid stuff. <laughs>
1: Maybe you could just say that United Nations is, you know...
0: We tried to say... We tried to change it to UN, and they were like, no, you can't do that either. Really? Yeah. No. I don't know. What if I you took remember. the periods out? Un. Could you call it un? I don't know. It could be fun. I can't remember. It doesn't... I mean... Who cares? I'm, Who
1: cares? Too, I'm, yeah. too, I'm too fucking punk rock. I don't fucking care. We're just going to be United Nations and they can come suck
2: my cock, okay? Fuck the man. That's, fuck the
0: man. Just so you guys know, <laughs> that's not me saying any of this. It's all Brad and Marky. <laughs> um, so, They're
2: listening. So what do you...
0: Uh, do you have any more, like... I remember you did those Hot Water Music shirts.
2: Yes. Which were really cool. Thank you. Um, That was have, kind of my favorite project. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: how did that sort of... Because those guys... Um, friends of mine and they don't seem like the kind of people that would be like we want like three buttons on this instead of two
2: yeah yeah yeah. they uh you know what it was we had an idea and uh we presented it to the hot water guys and uh uh rise records and they were like yeah let's do this and i was like we should do a plaid but we should do it with a band who should we do it with what band really wears plaid (laughs) hot water music yeah and uh, it was really cool because at that point we were like well I mean, GK was really known for, like, working with a lot of poppy acts and right. stuff, and we're like, you know, that's not all we do, it's just those bands are the most, success- now, I don't want to say successful, but, like, they've gotten the most notoriety, so, it's, right. like, we've been hand in hand with that, and um, we're like, well, what's a cool project we could do with some other bands, and that was something I came up with, and, um, yeah, we we designed the whole shirt, it was like, you know, just asking them to approve all of the, the doohickeys and uh, do well, doohickeys—that's how you know I'm not in a fashion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the buttons and the placket. And do the... you ever?
0: So you have to get samples made of everything first. Yes. Because I dated this girl for a while who was like designed shoes, and she would like get samples made, and she'd be like, "Oh, this looks nothing like what I asked Strike for." Strike off and yeah. stuff, and then have to make comments. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But you may have your stuff made in this
2: United States. Uh, all of our shirts are made in the United that's States. Pretty, so that's, that's pretty graphic.
0: That's pretty. Um most people don't do that, do they?
2: No. Yeah. Uh actually no, now it's starting to shift. Really cuz okay. It's it's less cost effective to do that, but you can control your minimums better if you stay domestic. Um you know, you can kind of, you know, especially with graphic shirts. I mean, that's 90% of our business. Um but Does like you
0: mean you can get less printed like yeah so okay. like if you're
2: worried if like a shirt might not do well you know we're like all right we only want to do 72 of these and if it takes off then we'll order 500 of them gotcha um but in overseas you'd have to order like a thousand That's it. you know crazy crazy numbers i mean it could work out you save a bunch of money if you're ordering that volume but um yeah but like for jeans and jackets and stuff like that that really doesn't i mean it does exist in uh the u.s like you can go to like boutique shops that'll make you a run of jeans for like 500 bucks, but.
1: Yeah, it's really, my my wife used to do um, clothing. She owned a skateboard company and they tried really hard to keep everything domestic and they made some great stuff. They had a fucking awesome jeans that they got that were made down South, but yeah, the minimums are hard, especially for a small company. And then like, it was just so expensive,
2: man, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Skateboard kids don't want to spend $100, you know, on a pair of jeans.
2: And that's our, uh, that's us too. You know, that's like, yeah, you kind of, you know who your customer is, so you got to keep the price points, you know, obtainable for like a 16-year-old, 18-year-old kid. So, (sighs) too bad they're not spending 300 bucks on a new beanie. Get a a job, right? Get a job, yeah. Quit (laughs) quit the pretzel stand and fucking... (laughs) Wall Street tyrant. Yeah. You want this fucking out? beanie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you it's want? not
1: even, you know, the sad thing is, is that it's not even, I mean, get, granted, yeah, we've gotten to a place in the States where it's a little, it's probably a little more expensive than it needs to be. But the real problem is that they see, they know they can go down to the fucking H&M or uh, even worse, like.
2: Uh, Forever 21 HM. Yeah, and just
1: get it for nothing. They're
2: killing everybody right now. You know? Like, they're like crushing like, What was the one? Mall.
1: Oh, Old Navy. So, I've got mm-hmm. kids. Like, I'd never walked into an Old Navy. And, and my wife's still like, she'll only get like basics, maybe. Like, she doesn't want it, the kids to wear that stuff too much. But, like, how do they even, like, you look at the prices on that shit. You're like, how do they even get the fabric for this?
2: Uh, I, yes. Yeah there's some but poor little kids <laughs> fingers are bleeding somewhere like, for that yeah, yeah. man it's fast fashion it's like the new i mean i try to keep up on like all the retail like insider s- stuff and like the industry stuff and uh fast fashion like the forever 21s h&m's uh old navies they're like pinching everybody out because yeah. like nobody's going to you know like trends come and go so quick um and that's why i mean i, I think with like certain brands like Abercrombie & Fitch, like, they're really struggling because, you know, they have these looks that are achievable for much less of a price and nobody's really wearing it to say Abercrombie & Fitch. They just want to have that look.
0: Right.
2: Um, but, like, that's why it's important to have, like, brand integrity and actually, you know, be a part of something, you know? And that's where I think, like, brands like myself and other, you know, like, I think, like, skateboarding brands, like, that yeah. do a good job of, like, this is our culture, you know, they maintain that culture, the people that are... um you know, around it, support it. And, uh, you know, that, that that gives you lasting power and longevity because you're bigger than the T-shirts you're selling. People want to be a part of it. You know, it's kind of like a baseball team. You know, yeah, everybody exactly. wants to root for it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But, yeah.
1: I mean, the labels labels used to be like that. I and mean, some of them are, I guess. Fat yeah. records. <clears throat> want to be the clothing company, the fat records of clothing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why, uh, yeah, sure. Epitaph. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're going through a bit of identity crisis right now. I feel like, like they're signing a lot of different acts.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's weird. They have some, a lot of bands I like now. Mm-hmm. Like I like, you know, Pianos, mm-hmm. Joyce Manor. Um,
2: well, I love those bands too, but I, yeah.
0: But I will say that like, yeah, it was so weird. Cause like I was thinking about, cause you know, there's all this stuff in the news about Victory. Yep. Um, And that's such a weird, la- it's like weird, like, cause they pulled all their shit off Spotify, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that was a label. That was like the first label where it was like you could really see like a trend getting popular, and Victor would just sign like eight bands that sounded that way Mm -hmm. and see which one took off, and then just you'd never hear about them again. Yes.
2: I, you know, and I, I, and I, I I shouldn't, and I shouldn't say that with Epitaph, like that's a negative thing. I think they're, they're putting, they're trying out a bunch of different things. You know what I mean? I think it's cool they signed Joyce Maynard and uh, pianos, but like I think they've got like a new electronic. Yeah, band that's on there. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm what? sure, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, they do have they do have a lot of stuff, but it is interesting because it's like I didn't. I moderated an interview for AP a long time ago at Epitaph's offices, and it was like between Brett Woods and Fat Mike. Oh wow! Talking about their labels, and Brett was basically like, "I stopped doing my band to focus on my label, and my label's huge." And Mike was like, "I really focus on the band. Like, I sign bands on my label, but don't do have anything to do with the day to day." And he's like, "My label that's good, but it's not." Epitaph, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and it was interesting how those guys like kind of started at the same place and basically decided where they wanted to kind of put their energy. Mm -hmm. And I think my I think Mike's ex wife kind of runs basically runs a lot of the day to day stuff of Fat.
2: Because you could tell Fat isn't. I mean, Epitaph has become like a very conscious like uh, entity. You know, like they're you know they they make sure their bands are in advertisements and get opportunities. Totally, Fat Wreck is kind of like, here you go. Here is an opportunity. Put it out there. People like it. Records, will press them. So, you know, and you can't knock either way of that. You know, I think that's admirable, you know. Do you feel
0: like you have any peers in, like, your business that, like, you're, like, these guys are, like, not, like, competitors, but, like, these guys are kind of get what we're doing or...
2: Kindred spirits. Yeah. Or not, Mm. or you kind of
0: feel like you're kind of doing, like, out on your own a little bit.
2: I don't know. You know, with, uh, t-shirt companies, I feel like... I mean, I've seen a lot like come and go, like a lot of different brands like pop up and they're like, oh, we're on Warped Tour this year selling stuff. And I think the stigma with t-shirts, it's a lot easier to produce t-shirts than it is to like press records. So like kids, you know, especially like the MySpace generation of, and I'll say MySpace, but um, Instagram or whatever, like it's so easy to start your own brand. And, you know, I, I... no, I don't know. I really, I'd i say like there's, I'd put like labels in that category with us. Like I wouldn't even, you know, I'd put like hopeless and fearless and right, Epitaph right. as like kind of, I mean, we're not selling the same thing, but we're kind of are, you know, we're selling the culture and the, uh, you know, the, we're, we're not selling records, but it's still, you know, the same thing.
0: Is it still that thing worth like, ban- like, remember, like, when it was, like, it was, like, Good Charlotte had, like, made, and then, like, mm-hmm. Simple Planet, like, role model, and I, I think, like, like, that, like, now, like, that dude from, like, um, like, like, Bring Me the horizon has some lit hips clothing oh line. drop dead they're yeah. actually
2: pretty cool they are cool I mean they're is that cool, still yeah.
0: like a thing where it's like bands like if a band gets popular they're like well I guess we should
2: start a teacher company yeah let's let's make more money yeah <laughs> they wanted our record now they uh we signed our merch rights away <laughs> as a band but not yeah me. especially now huh uh-huh so y- you do see that and like I've uh uh you know we've we've worked with like a lot of uh uh Different bands' uh, clothing lines, um, and I, I, I there were air quotes in case this isn't video. Are there
0: the air quotes coming through, uh, Brad? Can you edit in those air, air quotes? Air quotes.
2: <laughs> Little shushes. just oh, a 3D
0: that, edit.
1: Well, maybe I can come up with a sound effect that there indicates that would
2: be cool. But just, just to say, quote unquote, quotes. Quote. But uh, ki- um, you know, bands like uh, like we did we did it for two of the guys in All Time Low. Um, we still do uh, their clothing lines we worked with gabe from cobra starship midtown on his clothing line we ran uh uh clandestine for pete for like a year before uh everything happened with fallout boy the first time okay and i mean it you know i get it you know and it's like a great opportunity for like a band to make more money outside of like just selling records and touring and you know it's another avenue for them to you know express themselves but you know it all depends on the band i think i saw um uh uh, what band is it sleeping with sirens the lead singer uh has his own clothing company now and i was like oh that's cool and it looks like he actually cares about it you know you kind of get the gist right off the bat if it's like yeah "Uh, this guy's putting out stuff just to make some money and you're like "Eh, it's lame and it'll fizzle out anyway but like matt skiba just started his own clothing company it's all like skiba skiba wear or something like that the name's kind of lame. The designs are pretty cool, but I was like,
0: Bleh. if you guys can't see, I'm dressed in full skiba wear right
2: now.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what you're wearing. It says uh, ice cream at the top. This is, who, this, are you, who are you wearing? This yeah. shirt uh, I got about five or six years ago. I picked up, I dropped off my laundry and picked up my laundry, and this shirt was in with my laundry. <laughs> it's like I magic. It like, fit me, and I was like, I guess this is my shirt now. So I don't know. So- <laughs> literally, so just, your stylist is my stylist is literally just like whatever shows up, I'll just wear it. Um, lost
2: and found styling,
0: yeah, it's good. I like. It. I also I get a lot of compliments in the shirt. Like, where'd you get? I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> the coolest shit I have is stuff that just like I find. Um
2: Nothing I consciously picked out. Yeah, like you, not me. I could style you if you want. I, I would love that. I'll come actually. over like, once a week. I'll like just yeah, that would be nice. Bring new stuff. That would be wow. great.
0: I need that. Um yeah cuz i was going to say t-shirt wise like a lot of the people i know who do it are like more non-profity like shirts for a cure yeah, or, yeah. or like that kind of stuff seems like a big thing as well
2: and i i really do like uh like shirts for a Cure is cool um uh, keep a breast has been right. doing a lot uh uh is what uh, to Write love in our arms i haven't seen them around but i know you know they were doing a lot of things things i mean i I, you know what it is is like i i think uh you know and a lot of kids follow me and they know that i you know i stand for a lot of shit but it's like i don't know I, i'm not saying any one of those guys don't actually donate to anything but it's like i read something the other day about uh the nfl does like that wear pink thing for breast cancer and they raise like 23 million dollars every year but none of it goes to breast cancer research because I mean, at the end of the day, it's all businesses that are getting run, so like right. you gotta you gotta fund the business you know right. like how how profitable are you and I think like keep abreast and like uh shirts for a Cure have done a good job of like showing like hey, this is how we spend it and this is where it goes and what it goes towards and I think that's admirable i think it i don't know I'm not necessarily talking bad about it no and <laughs> I, 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 I know what you're saying, yeah. I want to know it's genuine before right. I can put my seal of approval on, especially when somebody's going to use the term, this is for a cause. And it's like, okay, you automatically get attention from that. You know, it's obviously a selling point to attract people in, but are you actually what you're That's about? That's a huge
1: marketing thing. You're, you know, you're using people's guilt to like, make them buy your product so you better
2: be fucking legit. That bothers me. It's <laughs> like my a bunch of my friends now are like running the marathons. I'm like, when did everybody get healthy? It's like I'm <laughs> sitting there drinking a beer alone at a bar and I'm like getting emails like, oh, would you sponsor my race? And I'm like, oh, God. The thing with that too is, oh, uh, whatever. And then they, ta- they take money out of it. I was like, oh. I was well, like, yeah, I'll donate something or... Well,
0: so I've run a, a bunch of marathons. I've done the New York Marathon twice. Like, so, I'm sorry. Well, it's like... The thing is, is like you can totally go that way. Like you, if you raise X amount of money for charity, then you're guaranteed entry in the marathon, which Mm -hmm. is like, it's cool. You get to run the marathon, you get to, but there's other ways to like, also if you run nine races and volunteer once you get guaranteed entry the next year, like there's other ways you can do the marathon without going that route. Gotcha. So it is kind of like when people are like, I'm like. Come okay. On. Like, well, yeah. I'm like, you know, it's like sometimes it's nice <laughs> to donate if it's someone gen- genuine, but sometimes it's like, hey, I want to do this thing. Like, you guys fund it. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a little bit, the dynamic's just a little weird.
2: That, and that's it's what sort I've of like felt a shortcut. Yeah, exactly. I, it, and, you know, like the service now, like somebody just sent me a link and it's like, you could donate here. And I was like, all right, I'll donate 40 bucks. And it's like, do you want to make this a 100% donation? And it's like, whatever company service fee it is, it's like, now it's $44. Right, right. Because <laughs> I got to pay them to donate my money. And I'm, like, and, I'm, and I'm
0: sure it costs exactly $4. They're not, like, rounding I that up. It. Yeah, well, it was, it, there was change in there, yeah, too. Yeah. I just yeah. don't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, no, I know. But eh. have you have you some... Do you guys watch South Park?
2: Uh, here and there. I never this, know when it's on. This so season,
0: I, is, there's, like, four or five episodes, and it's it's, like... It's so incredible, season 19. Like, I don't, I, this is the first season I've ever actually watched, like, week to week. Okay. And it's like, there's, they have an episode where it's like, they're at Whole Foods and they're like, Do you want a dinner to donate a dollar? And like I was like, No. And it like goes in this whole thing where if you want to get your change back, you have to like pull it out of this like starving kid's mouth. <laughs> like as like and it's just like it's <laughs> it's, it's just it's, it's so incredible. Awesome. The whole season has been like there's one episode all about Yelp, review, like it's like I heard they're about taking out on PC culture so hard. And but they do it in such like an interesting, funny way. Uh but yeah.
2: Like with age? Low, like a fine wine they get better with age feel they like. do I feel
0: like yeah, they I never really got into it and well, then they, they, for yeah. some reason like this like something just like I feel like they just nailed it again
1: now they do sometimes uh, yeah it's almost like they have ebbs and flows who knows maybe they have writers come and go or something
0: I don't know but yeah they're definitely on an upswing but year, when they're so on they're on they man. have that so hilarious. I'm watching that Nathan for you Never watched uh, that season. It just started to. It's incredible. Okay, it's so great. And then Rick and Morty. Did you ever watch that? Never watched Rick and Morty. <laughs> just t- uh, Pete, who produces sound advice for us, who's a writer for Weekend Update, it was like, "You have to check this out." And it's Dan Harmon and this other day, I can't remember his name, but it's so good. Okay, it's a cartoon. It's, it's, pretty, it's I know an adult of Rick swim. and Morty. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah,
2: yeah. Huh. Um, I'm walking away from this. And you can uh, watch shit. all this without without the weed. Yeah yeah Rick yeah and,
1: the Adult swim stuff is definitely
2: no 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 that's weed no, tv oh my god it's it, all weed I, TV. I,
0: <laughs> do i think it would be good while you're high yes absolutely <laughs> but is it entertaining totally sober yeah it, it's cool it's all about like time travel and alternate dimensions and shit yeah, no, like I've it's, seen Rick and Morty. yeah it's like it's it's really interesting i mean i don't know you know it's i'm sure it'd be a different experience if you were super high
1: I I mean I fucking love those swim shows. I never really yeah. But I never. Some of them like, you watch because I don't smoke weed and I like, love
2: to get high. I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever saw like um uh oh, what's man. the guys the two guys Tim and Eric Tim and
0: Eric oh Tim, Tim and Eric. Eric I mean the first
1: time I saw that I felt like I was stoned.
0: Yeah, I that's one also where like I haven't totally been able to get into same. It's a very, like, specific sense of humor. People that like it, like, love it. It's tweaked.
2: It's tweaked shit. <laughs> trailer Park Boys? You ever watch that? I've seen a
0: little bit, but that's another one where people, like, Love it, it. Like, love it.
2: It was so dark. I watched, like, the first two episodes, and it was so dark and, like, sad. I'm like, oh, man, this is, but this is, like, real life comedy. Like, these guys live in a trailer park, and I think this is pretty accurate. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Yeah. What are you,
0: what do you, what are you into, Marky? You're, uh, you're hanging out, bon- be- you're, oh, you're hanging out at Beacon, you, you yep. got your bong packed, yep. you're standing for the night, you listening like, to some
2: records, listening some records, somehow come the wolves. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I mean, uh, what am I into? Yeah. Working. Working. I work you're a lot. always working, huh? Yeah, I'm always working. Nah, but you know what? I think moving up there, I've really like disconnected, like. I feel like in the city every day there was like show to go to, meet somebody for drinks, go get dinner, go do that, go do that. And now that I'm up there, it's kind of like, and not to say I'm a loner up there or alone. I got friends that live up there, but I'm, you know, I kind of get to focus on, you know, stuff that I've wanted to do and I've been working on new projects and new designs and like new Glamour Kills spinoffy things that actually aren't Glamour Kills related. But um, yeah, it's kind of gotten, it's kind of forcing me to like, get to work on stuff i feel passionate about again and i think down here uh when i moved down here i was like you no know, it was all thrilling and fun you know i don't know how long have you guys been in uh in i've New been York? here about eight eight years
1: something eight like years? that. brad i've been here over two decades and like i Holy hit moly. the ground running and have not really brad, brad
0: came here with the dutch i didn't
1: slow down except for one year that i moved to <laughs> la and like this is what happened. Like I moved to LA for a year and fucking suddenly, like I started two books. I like wrote a whole record and demoed it in a few months. Like I just did all this crazy shit.
2: That's what I'm hoping to do. And like, that's that's why when I hear the
1: stories like you, like beacon, I'm like, Oh man, I'd like to get back into doing things. And, that's my fantasy, that if I get away from the buzz of New York...
2: It'll clear her head. Yeah. I, I think, and not even, like, in a, like... I'm not, like, going to drug-fueled parties. No, and it's no, like, no. you gotta walk away from all that, man. And, like, Studio 66. I don't no, know No, there's if that's just, it, there's but.
1: always, you know... The thing about New York that I realized was, like, I've never... Since I moved to New York, I've never, ever, ever, ever been bored. Yes. And, like, I remember, you know, being a kid... And being bored, you know, or yeah. being a young adult and being bored. And like, yeah. since I came, came here, I've never been bored. And when I was in LA, there was a few times when I was bored, but I was also, like I said, like really productive. And so, um,
2: forces yourself not to be bored. Yeah. In I think ways. I'd
1: like to be bored.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. And not to say I'm not coming back. I think it's kind of a good, uh, I don't know. It's like a reset switch. No, that's, that's absolutely. how I like think about it in my head. I'm like, you know, and, like, I'm, my family lives up there, so I'm, like, 20 minutes away from my mom and dad. I'm like, ah, it's cool. I, you know, when I move down here, I'm, I mean, I'm only an hour away, but, I mean, I would only, like, come up, I feel like, for, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then it's like... Right. Shit. I was yeah. like, I should visit more. And it's like, now everybody's getting older, and, like, people are getting married and having kids, and I'm like, ah, I should probably say hi to people that I yeah. hold dear. And, you know, you live in that New York bubble while you're here. It's Absolutely. like in yeah. this... Uh, these five borough walls, actually four. I mean, Staten <laughs> Island's tough to get to. I don't know. I think I've been to Staten Island once. Yeah, once. The bubble. It's hard to get out of that. Oh, but yeah. No, absolutely, man. I'm, you guys should visit me in Beacon sometime. Yeah, I would yeah. love to. We could, like, go to a park or something. and Go to the DIA. Yeah, go to the DIA. That'd be cool.
0: I want to. I haven't been to Storm Cloud, Storm, Storm King, Storm King, Storm King that's Art cool. Center. Yeah, pretty that's cool. good with
1: weed too. Yeah, maybe when you get back, I'm trying high. to smoke
0: weed. <laughs> <laughs> stop trying to make me want to get on. Somebody's got to smoke it, man. Yeah, <laughs> Mark, I'm gonna market smoke my. I'm kind
2: of on a low with weed. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's good to. It's good to ramp it down. Moderation, baby. Sometimes. For sure, everything's better in moderation. Yeah, uh, that's where the other place I want to move to. <laughs> <Moderate>. Moderation, <laughs> moderation,
0: moderation. I'm trying to move there for a while. I yeah, hear it, so it's it's a lot going on there. Yeah. Everything's. I better. feel like it could also be kind of boring, though. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boredom's good in moderation. I heard. <laughs> 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 What's not good in moderation?
2: Um, sex. I don't know. I've. I have to live in moderation with sex. Yeah, we, <laughs> not by choice. It just yeah. is. Wait till you get married. <laughs> yeah, <that's-
1: laughs> I'm outside of moderation.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> I'm in the suburbs.
2: <laughs> You're in Fargo. Oh,
1: my
0: wife doesn't listen to this. Nah. <laughs> um, all right. Is that good? I don't know. Is it good? I don't know this is like a super weird. Let's ask the end. Let's is
1: ask it? the listeners. Was that good for you? Should good? we stop it here?
0: Was this a, a super weird ending? <laughs> Are you guys
1: able to take callers? This isn't live? Yes. This is alive.
0: Yes. You're, you're this here. live, this drum
1: machine. You're here with Marky. We're going to
0: take a call from this uh, T-808.
2: <laughs> uh, hi, I've got a question for Jonah.
0: <laughs> Why are you so negative? <laughs> Why do you sound so depressed? I don't know. Why does your podcast suck so much? <laughs> oh, God.
2: We went off track a long time ago. <laughs> That was Marky from
0: Glamour Kills, which is F because he killed it on that podcast. Am I right, Brad? But yeah, you can check out GlamourKills.com. Um, order some shirts or whatever. Order some he's cool stuff. Support Marky. Support him. Support him. Um, you can also support this podcast. Go dot yeah. com. You can make a donation for like a dollar or whatever to help us pay for our servers. You can... Uh,
1: And we should thank you people who... People have been
0: stepping up. We're doing okay. Yes. We're not going to buy a house. Special shout out to my cousin Jed for his very, very generous donation. thank you. Jed's a man. Um, Also, uh, if you don't want to give us money, that is also cool. Just go to iTunes. Leave us a nice comment. A review. Or just um,
1: continue to listen. Just continue to
0: listen. Um, Support us with your ears. Tweet at us. We have a Facebook page. Yeah. Or just listen and let us reside in a warm space in your heart. Doesn't that sound nice, Brad? It's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thanks to Marky for coming by. Thanks everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, you can listen to us next week with someone else. Great. Okay, bye.